Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So in this episode, I'm going to touch on common nutrition mistakes I see people make. So first of all, uh, the reason why is because when it comes to like your fitness journey, nutrition obviously plays a large role in the end outcome. It's really hard to gain muscle or lose fat if you don't have a focus on it. And I think a lot of people can focus on the wrong things and also just not know what maybe things to implement with their nutrition which makes life a lot easier and will make their diet a lot more effective. So making these changes, making sure you've got these things in place uh, will help massively. And some, if not most of these things, are things I wish I'd done when I was younger myself. And I think I would have been a wee bit further on if I managed to tick these boxes a bit more effectively. And what I found when I first started is when when making changes to your diet, like it, it seems really difficult and really hard to do at first like trying to have structure with how much meals you're eating a day trying to have structure with eating at certain times and maybe spacing your food out and having enough protein and doing wee things like that they seem quite overwhelming at first but what it says once you do it it's a bit stressful it's a bit awkward at first but once you do it for a day that turns into two that turns into ten and then before you know it it's an unconscious habit and we know as i've touched on before unconscious habits are what drives us towards our goals what helps us reach our goals uh, because if we need to let's say consciously choose to do something every time we want to it's going to be really hard to maintain it and what i mean by that is let's take our let's take our training for example if we had like if we decide when to train decide what we do in the gym and we just repeat that it's a lot less overwhelming it's a lot less like energy demanding in terms of mentally because we don't have to decide what we're doing each time we step in the gym we've got a plan in place so it's just a case of carrying it out and the same applies with your nutrition so jumping into the first thing that i see people or the first mistake i see people make is having a lack of structure in your diet so a lot of people preach you can eat anything and lose weight you can uh, eat uh, different foods and like have low calorie things etc yes you can uh, but it is good to generally have structure with the food you eat and not only that but structure with like the habits you have and things like when you eat etc so the more healthy habits you can put in place the more likely are to have effective diet and stick to your diet so the more the better really and it makes it less mentally taxing uh, having like a lot of structure in place which is why i advocate it and what i mean by that is if let's say you don't have a lot of structure uh, you you don't really know what works because nothing's the same whereas if everything's the same on a daily basis if you constantly burn out and let's say have lack of energy towards the end of your session you know something needs to change with your current setup whereas if what you do is different each day then it's hard to really pinpoint what's going wrong in terms of your nutrition why you're not making progress uh, and also, the reason why I recommend having structure with your diet in terms of timing is because it saves a lot of stress and it means you're not going to have the days where you don't eat until, let's say, one o'clock and then you don't eat in the morning before work or that and you get that starving that you choose an unhealthy option on your break. You won't get to that breaking point if you structure in like a good quality, healthy breakfast that fills you up and same with, let's say, a snack at work. Whereas if you just wing it, you don't do that then you'll be 
to the point where you're starving and then you're more likely to grab maybe a poorer option for your goals and go over your calories. And although you might not eat, let's say, breakfast and you'll save calories from that, it might mean that you're that hungrier that you overeat in that setting because you lose your willpower because you're that hungry and you've not ate for that amount of time, for example. So the clients of mine that get the most results or gets, gets the best results have a lot of structure in their diet and they're consistent. Uh, so structure is key. So what structure I recommend having with your diet is trying to have structure of when you eat uh, and roughly what you eat. And you don't have to eat the exact same on a daily basis, but that doesn't mean you need to be at the other end of the spectrum and eat different foods every single meal, every single day. You can at least have structure of some of your meals in the day and I guarantee you it will be a lot easier to do things like prep food because if you know what you're having for the week, you can prepare ahead, you can buy ahead the ingredients you need so that you've got a plan in place. There's a reason why like bodybuilders and other athletes do follow meal plan approaches because they are super convenient and they're, they save a lot of, they're not as mentally demanding, if that makes sense. Like if you know you'll have, let's say, a certain meal at a certain time of the day, then you know you need a certain amount of ingredients, you know you'll need to cook it at a certain time and you'll be less likely to, let's say, mess up and not hit your goals for that day. And uh, as well as that, when it comes to having structure and routine with, let's like when you train, for example, you'll be more likely to get your sessions in. And what I mean by that is if you structure your sessions in, for, if you have structure with when you train and you plan your sessions in for the week, and let's say you train Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, so you can have your weekend off. And then if someone asks you, right, do you want to do this on a Tuesday at seven o'clock? Do you know at, you go to the gym at seven o'clock? So you can basically be like, no, sorry, I'm busy that day. And you might think, oh, but I don't want to be restrictive or that. But you need to be restrictive if you want to make change. You need to have some sort of restriction because your current level of restriction has got you to where you are, where you're wanting change. So you need to have some sort of rigidity and structure. Uh, so if you structure them in, it means you won't make plans and arrangements when you're supposed to train, which means you won't miss sessions as a result of that because you'll have time in your schedule accordingly. Whereas if you just wake up and you, on Monday morning, you're like, ah, I'll get I'll get four sessions in at some point this week. Then someone asks you to do something Monday, you end up going to the cinema Tuesday, and then Wednesday, it's someone's birthday, and then you've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you want four days to get all your sessions in, you're drinking Friday, so you're hungover Saturday. So that's at least one session not going in, if that makes sense. And you might need time to get ready on the Friday after work, so you might not get a session on Friday. So I think you get the drift. See if you plan them in, kind of make them non-negotiables, and don't, let's say, agree to other commitments around that time. It means you will definitely get your sessions in and hit your goals. Next up is not prioritising the peri-workout window. So the peri-workout window is simply the work, the window of nutrition around training and the reason why this is benefit beneficial sorry is because sorry if you can hear me open my monster but the reason why the peri-workout window is beneficial is because if we eat like appropriate nutrition around our sessions we're more likely to perform well and we're more likely to recover well from training so it's arguably the most important time to eat for that reason because especially when we're dieting and we're in a calorie deficit, we don't need food first thing in the morning. We don't need carbohydrates, which are our main energy source first thing in the morning if we are training, let's say, at 7 o'clock at night. We need them around our training window because that's what's going to help us hold on to our muscle tissue 
build muscle and help us progress the most. So what I'd recommend is make sure you are eating before and after training. That's a good place to start and have like a source of protein uh, and some carbohydrates at least. And the reason why it will help us recover is it spikes something called muscle protein synthesis. Muscle protein synthesis is basically when we spike it through consuming 20 to 25 grams or more protein, it means we basically recover the broken down muscle, which will happen when we train and we induce muscle damage. Muscle damage occurs. And then from there, the more we can spike muscle protein synthesis effectively throughout the days and weeks, uh, the more we will recover effectively. Uh, so the reason we want carbohydrates as well, we want some like pasta or rice, bagels or fruit. Uh, fruit can be a good one, especially if dieting, just because of the nutritional value. And also, as well as that, uh, because it is another source of carbohydrates and it's also filling. So we're getting a lot from it instead of like rice where we just get a source of carbs, we don't get much nutritional value. Uh, so... Yeah, the reason why we want things like carbohydrates before a session is it's our main source of energy, like I said. And when blood sugar drops, so basically when we ha have carbohydrates, blood sugar is typically elevated. When blood sugar drops, so do so does our performance, sorry. Uh, a drop of blood sugar can lead to basically a drop in your ability to perform. So if we have a steady release of carbohydrates before a session, then we're going to perform well. And how do we make sure we've got a steady release of carbohydrates when we're training? It's by having fat. Fat slows down the release of carbohydrates while also having a having a key role in hormonal health. So if we can have 10 to 15 grams of fat through something like dark chocolate, almond butter, olive oil, uh, eggs, all those are quality sources. If you can have that around the training window, or sorry, not around the training window, before training, when you're eating before the gym, then you're going to have a steady release of carbohydrates. If you are, let's say, you're not tracking your food or that, you just want something nice and easy, and you're not really stressed about the specific calories or that, you're not trying to die at the moment, you can just have, let's say, chicken rice, uh, some vegetables in there of some sort, and then a bit of tart chocolate on the side, or olive oil in it. Or you can have a bowl of oats with protein powder, and also a bit of almond butter. And... You can also have peanut butter, but almond butter is superior to peanut butter from a taste point of view. And it's actually a bit more beneficial for our health because it has more omega-3 in it than than peanut butter does. And we want a good omega-3 to omega-6 ratio uh, for inflammation and general health. So in terms of what to eat after a session, we don't want a lot of we don't want a lot of fat because we want to uh, absorb the nutrients at quite a fast rate so what i recommend is if you are let's say having a meal right after your session have something like maybe it could be again be chicken and rice but no fat in that meal it could be ground rice which is something i eat if you've seen that on my story on instagram with berries and protein powder it could be bagels and jam with a protein shake i think you get the drift something that has carbs in it but not a lot of and not a lot of fat because we don't want fat, so it slows the digestion of those carbohydrates, like I said. And the reason why we don't want to slow the digestion of those carbohydrates is because we want to replenish our glycogen stores pretty rapidly, because we've got the ability to uptake carbs effectively when we have them right after training, whereas we don't have the same ability to do so if we have them far away from training. So the next mistake I see people make 
is skipping out on their micronutrients, their greens. So it plays a big part in our health, digestion and immune function. And you might think this isn't going to help me build muscle, so you don't really care about it or I'm not that bothered. However, if you're trying to diet, it'll make it easier to diet because when you're dieting, obviously hunger can limit your adherence. So having like plenty of fruit and veg usually fills you up. It has fibre in it, which is good for health and good for hunger. And as well as that, we can't train when we're sick. So sounds quite self-explanatory, but what I mean by this is, regardless if it has performance enhancing benefits, which it actually does, I shared a post not long ago on Instagram uh, about blueberries actually shown to increase athletic performance and power output, which is interesting, uh, when they're dosed at 200 grams a day. But as well as that, if you don't have any, let's say, if you don't have good health, if you're getting ill all the time, you can't train. When you can't train, you can't progress. When you can't progress, you're not going to be growing as fast as, let's say, if you never get ill. For example, what I mean by that is if you get ill once a month and you have to take a week off the gym, that's a quarter of the year you're not being able to train effectively. Whereas if you're never ill, you never have that quarter of the year going to waste. So as a result, don't skip on your fruit and veg. Uh, it matters massively, in my opinion, for your health and also so you can progress. So the next mistake I see people make is having overly processed foods in their diet. So when dieting and just as a whole in general, it's good to avoid processed foods because hunger is usually, well, we, we don't really get as full from eating processed foods. It's like if I told you eat as much food as possible, you're probably not going to choose, let's say, quality animal protein sources, uh, fruit and vegetables, and like fibrous like whole food you're probably not going to choose whole food you're going to choose things that are really easy to eat like things like mcdonald's things like uh like maybe sweets chocolates uh cakes desserts that sort of thing because they're really calorie dense and easy to eat a lot of food in uh, and as a whole they're not as nu nutritious for us which means we're not getting as much for them uh, so what i'd recommend is try and get the majority of your diet from whole foods there's a lot of let's say foods out there that potentially have higher protein in them or they're marketed as such but I think it is still good just having a whole food based diet again if you look at success leaves clues if you look at what bodybuilders eat on the run up to shows usually it's quite bland food it's quite basic food it's chicken rice uh, things like eggs oats things like that and vegetables green beans and the reason why they eat foods like that is because it helps with hunger and it's good for your general health and performance. Uh, if you're eating like a lot of processed foods, I don't think you're going to be able to stick to a diet as effectively because hunger is arguably going to be higher. There's something to be said about like having foods that maybe just make cravings worse. For example, if you're dieting and you're obsessing over food and you're trying to make low-calorie alternatives to absolutely everything, yes, there's a time and place for it. You can do it to moderation, but... Like, I think just having foods that you don't have a tiny bit of and think, oh, I want so much more of that, or foods that are really calorie dense, like, I think you're going to be better from a hunger and craving point of view, just sticking to quality whole foods for the most part. And uh, the reason being is, uh, like, I think a lot of people are, aren't overweight because of, like, a lack of low-calorie food ideas. I think the majority or a lot of the population are overweight just because they don't 
eat the right foods. They don't pick the right food choices and they don't move enough. And part of picking the right food choices is just not eating processed foods because it's not as filling or good for our health. So just making sure if you're dieting or not, the majority of your diet's from quality food. Like a good thing to stand by is if you can if you can't pick it, kill it, or grow it, don't eat it. Meaning if you can't pick it from a tree, if you can't grow it in the ground, or if you can't kill it, meaning if it's not an animal source of let's say protein or that, don't eat it because it's probably not great for your health to the same extent. I'm not saying if you have a squares bar, then you're going to die or you're going to get type 2 diabetes. But what I'm saying is if you have a squares bar, you're probably not going to be as full as if you eat an apple or an orange. Uh, and the next mistake I see people make is not having consistency. So when you aren't, let's say, consistent with your training, you like, you can't really... like Training's not from... Or progressing in training's not from having an amazing week of training where you, uh, let's say, try your absolute hardest, sleep great. Uh, progressing in training and building muscle is from long-term consistency, so ticking your boxes day in, day out for a long period of time. So if, let's say, you're not doing that, you're falling off track every second week, you're not going to be making a lot of progress because, like, you don't see anyone who makes, let's say, a ton of progress in a week. You see people who, like, just stick to it day in day out it's like it's their lifestyle and that's what breeds results second to something long term so that's what you should strive for so that should be a consideration when choosing your goals in terms of your training split your training the length of each session uh, the exercises in each session the type of training you do the gym you train out of what can you remain consistent to because consistency is key and same applies with diet you can always gain or lose weight your body's not broken. You're just not cat. You're not tracking your calories consistently enough, and you're not eating the right amount of calories consistently enough. You can't defy the laws of energy balance. And what I mean by this is the reason you're not losing weight isn't because your metabolism's broken or because anything like that. It's because you're not sticking to the plan. Simple as that. Yes, you might have to let's say eat little calories to lose weight, but it's not for any other reason than you're not eating enough or you're not eating. Or sorry, you're not eating little enough or if you're trying to bulk, you're not eating enough calories eh? because if you were eating the appropriate amount, your body weight would change. Simple as that. That's why if, let's say, energy balance wasn't a thing and you and like a calorie deficit didn't work or a calorie surplus didn't work to gain weight, then you wouldn't have people who are overweight and you wouldn't have people who like sadly starve in other parts of the world eh? because... Obviously, like there, there's a reason why folk lose weight. There's a reason why people gain weight. It's because they're eating a certain amount of calories. That's too little or too much for them. So another mistake I see people make is uh, when they are, let's say, having or when they've... I've kind of touched on this before, but no consistency with their food choices because when you... Or when you like follow specific diet and have certain food choices you can see what foods fill you up what foods don't and then be like right I'm, I'm following this diet I've followed it for a few days I'm always hungry after my first meal of the day my first meal of the day is let's say cereal cereal never fills me up so you can then swap that out whereas if your food's sporadic you don't know what works you don't know what's filling you up and then you can't stick with that and you can't really identify the foods that benefit you in terms of a hunger standpoint and the last thing I want to touch on is a mistake I see is people not weighing food. So this applies 
more if you're tracking but as a whole it's just valuable to i think it's valuable for everyone regardless if you want to do it long term or not is to spend time tracking food because it gives you valuable information in terms of portion control and how accurate you're being when you are let's say having portions of food and to know roughly how much calories is in each and what i mean by that is if you can spend time tracking for a period you know what foods are calorie dense you know what foods are low in calories and you can tailor your food choices accordingly for example you can if you track food and you track let's say 400 calories and you're like i do not feel like i've even ate anything after that meal then you can be like right they're maybe not the best food choices for me whereas if you eat other foods and you're like i'm absolutely stuffed and i've ate only 300 calories and you know that will be a better food to stick to and if you don't weigh food if you don't find out how much calories is in each specific food you won't learn portion control you won't learn what calorie or what foods to maybe include in your diet when you're trying to lose weight or gain weight if you've not experienced that and also like a tablespoon or a cup is a very broad metric to track with so it is good weighing food because you can you can consume a lot of excess calories just by trying to cram more on a tablespoon or using a bigger cup like it's quite i think it's funny that that's actually a measurement system a cup because what is a cup you can get a massive cup you can get a small cup so it's not a very good a good uh, measurement to go off so what i recommend is just spend time tracking things because you'll be surprised how much calories is in each food like one of my clients turned to me and was like i was estimating how much calories was in the granola i was having and he weighed it out and it was like 500 calories or something like that and granola on paper supposed to be healthy but it's so high in calories and not really filling at all compared to other foods so yeah it's a good idea to weigh things out and get a true understanding of how much calories is in each food and then you can find out what foods are better for dieting what foods are potentially worse for dieting and same applies when you're bulking and you can have the experience doing so and also when let's say you move away from tracking it gives you a good bit of information to arm yourself with for example i like i just know off the top of my head how much calories is in certain foods like i know in like a apple is 25 calories i know about 30 grams of whey protein is around 120 calories i know about a bit of dark chocolate's 120 calories like uh like 20 grams or 25 grams is around that so i know if i'm wanting to let's say fill myself up i'm probably not going to choose dark chocolate because i could probably eat an apple or like a tiny couple squares of dark chocolate and they're the same calories i know what's going to be more filling so i know what foods like if i move away from tracking i've got like a good understanding of how much calories is in each sort of food and the amount of like of like a certain food group is a certain amount of calories whereas if you don't do it if you don't spend time tracking you don't get get that awareness and also in terms of your macronutrients you get to know what foods have what macronutrients in them so you can estimate how much protein you have for example you can find out let's say chicken is like if you oh this is a really straightforward one but if let's say you never you, you never knew for whatever reason if you start tracking your foods you you'll realize right chicken breast has got this much fat in it this much protein in it in this amount whereas let's say if you have eggs then it has also got a lot of protein but it's got some fat with it so you can get to know how much or what macronutrients are in each certain food so you know let's say apple would be maybe good to have before your session for an energy source and you know what foods are fat sources and protein sources etc so hope you've enjoyed the episode on uh, some mistakes i see people make with their nutrition 
Uh, if you did, feel free to like, share, subscribe. If you do listen to this on Spotify, there's the follow button at the top of the podcast. Below that, you'll see it gives you the opportunity to leave a rating. If you haven't already, that would be greatly appreciated. And I appreciate everyone's support as always. Again, any questions you'd like to see, episodes you'd like to see, or anything else I can do for yourself, and please just ask and I'll happily do so. Hope everyone has a great day, weekend, or weekday, depending on when they're watching this.